Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and I'm so glad you're here today. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you of the Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash human machine. You can read hundreds of pages of comics, poetry, and other music-related stuff. And be sure to follow the show on Instagram at Everything Remade, where you can tell us who you'd like to have on the show and give us kind words of encouragement. And now, I'd like to play something for you. You're hearing New Rome by Pickpocket, featuring my new pals Hunter on vocals and guitar and Curtis on drums. I had a fun chat with them. Stick around and check it out. I used to have like a radio in my room when I was younger and I would like, cause my parents didn't want me to watch TV, but I guess they thought it was okay for me to listen to music. So I was listening to music one night, falling asleep <laughs> and sexy and I know it by LMFA. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. And I don't know why, but that song definitely struck me. <laughs> it, struck, it struck you how, so? I don't know. I, I don't know. It was the fir- just the first time I was like, Wait, they made a song about like I think I was, it was. It made me think of, instead of just like, oh, this is music. It's like, oh, these two dudes made a song, or two dudes, but made a song called "Sexy" and I know it. Like, why would they do just that? Just for shit to get <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's wild. Like you know when you when you go through, and you, like you get a a melody in your head and you don't think a lot about it, and then later you're like this song is about this. I can't, like, I'm not having a lot of, uh, like, I'm not having a, a, a first, like, example pop into my head, but, like, you could tell me that some song was about mayonnaise, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that <laughs> well, I tracks. Think the, cl- the classic like, example of that is, like, um, Foster the People, that one song. Uh, the Pumped Up Kicks. Pumped Up Kicks, one. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. not sure if you're, you're familiar, I, but I think I'm not. Like, but it's like, like it's super catchy, and it just sounds like it's a it's about shoes. <laughs> no, it's no. It's actually about like a, a mass shooting or something. So it's it's pretty de- deceivingly. Oh, okay. Because you said like pumped up kicks. I'm thinking like Air Jordans. Right. Like, I guess that's meant to symbolize the, the people the running people away. The people that are that he's shooting. Right. You know. Because oh. I think it's from the perspective of the the shooter and it's kind of, it's, kind of fun. it's very it's a very dark song if you pay attention to it but like it's kind of fucked, when but you I just hear it on the radio yeah you just hear it on the radio it's like pretty pretty groovy yeah pretty just groovy. like a really like like a real earworm and then yes you yeah. never notice yeah yeah i mean like i don't know like i'm i i feel like i'm usually better in the in the like wow isn't this a weird thing to write a song about like i'm usually better with like a you know, first off response, but now I'm just like stumped. But um, what what about you? What's the 
what's the first song that you can ever remember hearing? Um, I, I, str- I struggle to remember my early childhood a lot, but my dad showed me songs a, a whole lot. And uh, I think the, the, the earliest one that I remember getting stuck in my head a whole lot was it, it was a Cage the Elephant song. But it was—I can't remember which one it was. It was either like uh, "Back Against the Wall" or uh, um, um, <laughs> it, it probably was that one. Which, I mean, these days it's not my favorite Cage the Elephant song, but um, but I mean, there's memories attached to it, and I guess that's the earliest uh, song I could remember. Yeah, well, Here. that's cool that somebody was like that. You remember it like as someone specifically. Like mm-hmm. being like, I like this song, and you hearing mm-hmm. the song, like, because I think that for a lot of people, it's just like, you know, like, like what you were saying um, before, where it's just like something that just happens to be playing, you know, like, um, I think like that's you know my earliest like song memories are kind of like that. It's like just like songs that happen to be playing, you know, but um, yeah, like, um. So, like, when did each of you, like, start, like, investigating music for your own purposes? Like, when did music become important to each of you, respectively? Do you want to answer that? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, For me, it was kind of... It was kind of a struggle, because growing up, I had never really... Like my dad, my parents put me in all the the, the sports and shit, and I had mm-hmm. always quit. And mm-hmm. then one day, my dad was like, "Okay, you want to do guitar lessons?" And I was like, "Sure." So we started doing guitar lessons, and for a while, I wasn't feeling it. Like I was a sh- shy kid, so I was nervous to go around the the teacher guy and whatnot. And then it also felt just more like a chore than anything. Then after a while, I actually got into <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. Um, and that kind of was like, oh, I was, I was like, okay, this is, that was like the first rock music I got into. So it definitely made me more interested in playing music, you know, and mm-hmm. I was looking at it a bit more <clears throat> thoroughly instead of just hearing stuff played on the radio and stuff like that. Though Arctic Monkeys was played on the radio and that's how I found it. I think like, you know, that, that kind of tracks for like where you ended up though, because like one thing that I've noticed is like indie rock or like, you know, whatever you want to describe that style of guitar playing as like is deceptively difficult. Yeah. Like it's like, like, I mean like block party songs and stuff. Like you just hear what you need to hear, like to get the melody in your head. But right. then when you, like you put it, you know, investigate it further, then you're like, Wait, there's like all kinds of stuff going on there that I didn't notice before. Yeah, and there's, uh, a, there's a lot of pop music stuff like that, like or indie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. It's like it's. I think it's really fun to just sort of like try to, you know, from time to time, just try to figure out what what somebody's doing, just because, like, um, you think that you're familiar with with something and then once you really like dig into it a little bit it's a lot different than than what you thought i think it's it's informative like as a player right um but um 
what about you, Curtis? Like, when did you start, like, thinking like you wanted to play music or when did it take a bigger position in your life? Yeah, um, I think it started, like, taking a big role in my life, like, when I started playing bass guitar because, um, I mean, I was always, like, interested in music and around music. Like, I was in the uh, school band. I was I was a percussionist there, but... Um, I never really thought of it as anything more than just, um, just that, like, um, but I started playing bass and, uh, bass is a bit more approachable, I feel like, than, than something like a guitar or like a piano or something. Um, and I was able to like learn songs that I, uh, that I enjoyed and, uh, and that was something that I liked to do a lot. So, uh, um, you know, and then, and then I started thinking like, maybe this is something that I could like, you know maybe branch out and, um, do more with, uh, you know, as I started getting better at coming up with, uh, my own stuff on, on bass and becoming better, like, uh, uh, writing my own stuff. So, um, yeah. And I was probably, I was probably like, I mean, 14 or 15 when I started playing bass. Uh, but I've been playing like drums and stuff. Uh, you said you were school. doing that at school. Like, what were you playing in in percussion? Like, was it like snare or? Yeah. So, like, um, the percussion uh, at my middle school because I quit. I mean, I quit it before high school because I didn't want to deal with all the marching band bullshit. But uh, I, uh, it, it was like the percussionist kind of had to be able to do a lot of things, like um, marimbas and. Um, xylophones as well as like a drum set or a snare um and they always and and they always put me on the on the weirdest ones like uh <laughs> that's how i found out what like a, or i don't even know how to pronounce, but a guy a gyro or a guiro you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's like the the tube thing with the ridges on it and you just like slide a stick uh, up it and yeah. it makes like a right right i don't know so, some weird shit or like a vibra slap that was my first time oh yeah yeah, yeah vibra yeah. slap that thing's magical that, that's like the cowboy sound dude yeah the like little rattle yeah no dude it, it's good but yeah you kind of had to be able to do everything <laughs> or um or at least be able to um um pick up like the basics on like snare and the the, the marimbas and stuff yeah, but you just so you just weren't like the marching thing was just like you're just like nah that I'm out. But yeah, you were like think, <laughs> playing playing a kit by yourself at that point or no like um, I don't know I quit I, I quit before the marching band because I didn't want it to like take up I didn't want like the school band to take up so much of my life because that's like you know it's it's fun and cool you get to meet cool people but it's just like I don't know that's not. For me, it's a and, lot. And, yeah, I mean, and you see the people that, that yeah. were in band in high school. They like stand after. My brother did that right. shit, and he was like never available. Right, <laughs> you know, like yeah. always. He always had some shit, and some some like band camp or like yeah. band. Like they always had to go somewhere for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's it's too much for shit that I that I only cared about on a surface level anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, and also like, yeah, I figured I wouldn't. I wouldn't really have that much fun playing the, um, just like the, the snare or the, um, I don't even know what they call it, but it's almost like four practice pads just like strapped onto like they're holding it by a strap and it only makes like percussive practice pad noises. 
Huh. I don't know. Not so, not like the quads or whatever. But the what now? What what's what's the one of the one of the? Isn't it called like the quads? I have no like idea. One one of the setups is just like these four. It's like yeah, the, okay, like toms yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That might be what that's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, in in high school. I did. Um, I played with someone who was in the marching band at school, and um, he he was like very very good. He's probably still very good, um, but um, like yeah, he he would just be uh, like you'd try. You, you know, we're we're just about to graduate high school, and we're like we want to go on tour. And like, you know, it was like, well, I could go on tour like at this point, but then I got to be back for this like three month thing over the summer for like (laughs) where I'm like playing like Roto Toms, you know, or just like (laughs) weird, you know, something weird like that. And you're like, okay, that's, that's cool, I guess. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know, I guess, I guess, you know, like it's different if somebody like, if somebody took that to the next level or if they were planning on taking that to the next level, but like he didn't do anything like after high school as far as that, you know? I mean, like I said, he's like, and and he was an incredible drummer, but like he didn't go on to do that in college or anything Mm -hmm. else, you know? So not to say that like, he had to make something out of the time he spent. Right. I'm sure he just had a great time doing it. But, like, yeah, I can see where people would also be in your position where you're just like, that, look, that's not what I want to do. Um, so you were, like, writing songs, like, sort of on bass and stuff like that. And, like, um, what what kind of, you know, music were you getting into, like, or what were you really into at that point where you started thinking like, okay, I could do this. Like I can make my own songs. I could be in a band, etc. Definitely lots of punk music. Cause, um, I mean, I feel like punk music notoriously is like very easy to understand and grasp onto. Cause it's like, you know, power chords, learn how to do a power chord, you know, put it wherever you want on the guitar, do the, do do that play the root notes on bass and like you got a song mm-hmm. like um, but it, i mean it's not that easy obviously as i would learn you know you <laughs> need something to write about like because uh, c- I, I mean i was listening to a lot of the clash and shit um and the clash like always had very poignant like political messages in their songs and they always like had something to say you know and and that's like kind of what takes the 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 rudimentary uh elements and kind of gives the gives them life right. gives them a new context uh, even though they they ended they ended up doing way weirder shit later than the than their first album but uh yeah definitely lots of punk music i feel like that's an easy one to get you into like playing like in a band and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is there there's something about the not just like um not not just the uh the audible aesthetics to it but but also like the general um like the general vibe of it being like 
anybody can do this. That's very yeah. empowering yeah. And, and encouraging, you know, to folks, I think. So that's like, it, you know, it makes a lot of sense. It's, I mean, when you see like people that just like, you know, dress, dress like you dress, et cetera, you know, or whatever, like, it's like, you're just like, oh, these are just like regular people that do this and not like superstars or whatever. Right. That was like, you know, especially like, I think, a, mm, you know, you mentioned The Clash, which is like, uh, obviously like one of those like um, legendary caliber bands. And mm -hmm. then I think one of the big, big ones for me was The Descendants because you're just like, mm -hmm. oh, like these guys are just like nerds, right? Like, yeah, no. that's that's chill like you know like yeah. I, like i'm you know lots of people like to call me a nerd or whatever you know like so um yeah but um like um were you is that what you were doing then like when you like started playing bass like you were trying to start bands yeah i mean like uh, I think well, back then didn't we had jammed together? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. It, I think that was probably yeah, because you, because I mean, I knew you. I knew you played drums. I knew you played those drums pretty good, <laughs> you know. So I, so yeah, I think us jamming together was like probably one of the one of the first times. That's I. I, I we I probably had, we around. me and you and Carter have probably had probably jammed like. Yeah, in that like at that point, at that point, like then, way, yeah, 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 yeah. But probably in different, under different order and shit. Cause I don't think you had picked up drums, but or no, like, drum like kit, but, yeah, because like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I kind of pushed the drums in the back of my mind right. at that point. I was like, I'm a bass player now, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a bass but then, player. yeah, but then people start needing drummers for their right. bands because yeah. where the fuck are you gonna find a drummer? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, so then I was like, you know, I need to practice that up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah um that that's that's how like any anybody who like wants to do one thing but can play drums like ends up right. being a <laughs> like you're the drummer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah i know you have dreams and aspirations but just put them to the side for a second no, none of us none of us can do that yeah i don't i mean i really enjoy playing drums but like if i'm gonna write the songs like i'd rather not you know? Yeah. Like, right. oh, no, definitely, definitely. definitely. Yeah. That's, but that's, it does be a position when you're like trying to write stuff as the as the drummer. Yeah, no, I mean like I I I do like I do play in a band where like I write the I write the songs and then I play the drums, but like mm -hmm. I'm not like the vocalist in that band. So it's right. like I think that's the main difference for me too. But like in Coma Regalia in the beginning, like I was the drummer and I also wrote the songs and I also was the vocalist and I was just like I would really rather be playing guitar like right. and doing you know because another thing is is like I mean I had fun doing vocals and right. and drums like it was fun and there was a dynamic to it that I thought that was probably fun to watch or whatever but there's you're still behind the drum set and it just feels like you know, you can't be as engaging, I feel like. But, right, 
So you two have sort of been playing with each, like, jamming together or playing in bands for a while, or? Yeah, yeah, probably since like middle school. Was Pit yeah, Pocket I, not the first band that you two had gotten going then, or? Um, I, I get it's, I guess it's weird because we never really played any shows before this, or wrote, wrote any, or songs. really wrote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most we just jam and like. Yeah. We'd be like, let's learn these songs so we don't, have, so we have something to do at practice or whatever. Yeah, and then we'll write songs. Right, but and then it, that it, never it, ended up happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was the first successful one um, between the two of us. Mm. Um, Curtis, ju- like the the, re- the one of the reasons I even knew that Curtis was playing drums was because he. Well, that was like last year, right? Like, when did you join the Phantom Thieves? Ah. Uh, a cut. Well, I was I was with them for a couple years, but I okay. think we played we played our first show in probably like September last year. Okay, and September. Then, yeah, yeah. And I think you hit me up after okay. the video, and you were like, "You want you want to jam on drums?" And I was like, "Shit, I guess I'm a drummer yeah. now, dude." Or no, okay. maybe at that point you I said still asked you to play bass because we were maybe. jamming with that Craigslist guy. Or maybe that was, or maybe that was before that. I feel like that was before that. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there. So yeah, I I saw Curtis was playing drums and I hit him up because, as we had stated, drums are difficult. Yeah, drummers are diff, uh, hard breed to come by. So I had, local, had to snatch one up. Right, and we are some of the only like, not musicians, but the music that we want to play. Like we're the only ones in our town, kind of that a little bit. It's not like a hardcore inclined no. area. Yeah, what what town are y'all from? Grove City. It's like a suburb of Columbus. Grove City. Oh, okay. So it is like sort of Columbus then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But you know, it's, yeah, it's a twenty minute twenty minute drive on the freeway. But. Yeah, I, it's it's wild. I was thinking earlier, like, you know, because Ohio is really like there's. I mean, I like I'm probably ignorant to all kinds of really cool shit that was happening, but like until like for your health and like um like the people that I knew in in like Illyria like w- that were doing like blank blank slate and stuff, I only just knew like a couple people like near Cincinnati, like I just didn't know a lot of people in Ohio that were doing like hardcore or like screamo or, you know, whatever, like, um, and, um, now it's just like, it's just wild. Like, you know, before Kaiba moved like to Uh to Pennsylvania, you know, there was them and then there's like body farm and, um, just like tons, tons of rad bands. Like, um, we're like, y'all said that you've been kind of playing, but like, what bands from your general area or or Ohio like am I missing out on from like the last, you know, I, from like the 2010s or whatever that were like influential? Were there like sort of localish bands that that I y'all were seeing there, that were there were bands that I saw like when I another thing that also to tie back to earlier that helped me get into music more was 
I started going and seeing local shows with my dad, and mm-hmm. that was that was pretty cool. But my dad is not big into like emo or hardcore screamo or anything, so it was more more just like alternative rock shit that I would see. Mm-hmm. Every now and then we would like catch uh, some crazy band opening up for one of these bands or something, but it was mostly there wasn't a whole lot of hardcore emo screamo shit that I saw locally back then so i that kind of the whole area was kind of untapped for me up until like a year or so ago um more so the hardcore stuff but yeah there's not really a whole like nowadays is when i'm really seeing it. i mean you got our our besties middling boys right, um, right. I, of course of course yeah. yeah they're killing it right now and that's that's some some of the best shit I've seen to come out of Ohio recently, so Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to like I literally just talked with Tim a little while uh-huh. ago and yeah. I just totally spaced it. Y'all have the split with them and everything. And yeah. uh Oh yeah, right? Or not the split is not where it's not it's coming. It is coming. Oh, okay. 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 Um yeah, it's it's Wait, I'm thinking. Yeah, okay. I'm now I'm mixing that up because Middling just did a split with So Long Partner, right? Uh huh. Right, yeah, right. and you and so you all have a split coming with Middling as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, why? I was just thinking like there's there's a bunch of other bands that I didn't even mention like like On Love and stuff. Uh, oh. But yeah, Ohio is just like really on fire. That's that's and it's really good cool to see um yeah especially the hard the hardcore scene in columbus is uh, like pretty it's kind of fucking blown up like some of the hardcore shows out here are pretty pretty nuts like a lot of young kids going out and it's and it's great to see you know young people getting getting involved in uh in music yeah for yeah sure. pretty cool to see for sure um so like what um i mean i think that i saw i think that i saw y'all self describe as like gravity records like is that is that correct did i see like it was like um no i don't i don't think i no maybe you use uh not just the phase wrote an, wrote an article okay maybe they maybe they they, just, they used some pretty colorful words to just to okay. describe it okay well See, that's the thing is, like, I was going to say, like, you know, you're so far we haven't talked about anything to where it's like everybody is like, oh, yeah, like, um, and then I just like, you know, worshipped that like, uh, you know, shop maker record or, or whatever, you know, but like, I think that saying that y'all sound like you could have been on gravity records is very accurate. And, and I think that it's, it's wild because, um, most of the time when you hear a band that you're like, this legit sounds like it could have been on gravity records or whatever. Like, and when I find out that it, that there's like 40, 40 year old people in the band, like it, and I'm not, that's not, (laughs) I mean, I am a 40-year-old person, so, like, I'm right. not disparaging 40-year-old people, and right. I'm also not, like, saying that nobody else can do it. Like, 
it's just it's really interesting because y'all sound like you were there and you know we haven't even talked about like what's influenced this band particularly other than like what's informed your sort of musical upbringing so um is there like when you did start getting into like screamo or or whatever like was what were the big ones for each of you well i i i do love uh heroin i uh okay i i recently bought their um discography lp repress thing they did a few years back i believe and that's pretty fucking killer but i actually hadn't heard that until somewhat recently like it was not before making the band that i'd heard that and the the shit that was really the well i feel like it's appropriate to uh pay respects to at the drive-in because we kind of got our name from them and while we don't borrow much musically from them i still like that was the first like diy emo band that i knew was diy and i was like this shit is fucking amazing and it definitely on top of going and seeing all those local shows and then hearing about this it was like I, I could probably do something like that, you know, like if I, it's, it's, it's accessible. And so at the drive-in is one of my, is probably my favorite band of all time. And, um, that led me into some more screamy shit, like Indian summer, which mm. is a big mm-hmm. influence. Um, Seisha, you know the the classics, the '90s classics. Um, Drive like Jehu is another big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, trying to think. I, I'm, dr- I'm, dr- but those. I mean, those really. You know, Seisha, Indian Summer. Yeah, you you say Indian Summer and Drive like Jehu, and then I'm like, okay, now we're now we're seeing where the, some of these riffs are coming yeah. from. <laughs> like not not like directly. You know, I'm not saying like you ripped them off that would be up for you to either admit or deny like (laughs) um just like i mean i'll freely like if you say you took this one from there and i'll say guilty as charged but um but yeah it's it's um yeah it's really awesome and and like you know um i was definitely like there's there's just some there's something about like you know that sort of era that that uh like i personally have a hard time like um like i could say like oh i want to write something that's like this and it's almost like there there's just things that i forget that people do that um that are like really important in a in a way but like i just don't do them like like y'all don't shy away from like repeating parts and stuff and i think that a lot of stuff like now like is more linear and it and it just sort of like it starts and and it proceeds to the finish line and it doesn't spend a lot of time like reiterating ideas and stuff like if an idea needs to be uh 
touched upon like it does so in all at once like you know like like there's more building in a lot of songwriting now than there is like in saying like let's go back to that idea or whatever if that makes sense yeah um, yeah do you think that um it's because the the like is that someone who's writing the guitar and writing the vocals at the same time being like i know how i'm gonna like flesh these ideas out in the long run or is that two separate processes um i feel like it's when we are writing something like usually we'll just jam like we'll come up with an idea and then i'll kind of like string a loose outline together and as as, the more we do that i feel like i can hear other shit in my head like i'll be i'll be like okay maybe here we can draw this sound and then Mm -hmm. repeat the chorus again or something it's so it's it's more of that um but there is also times where i'll go and write a riff and then add it to the jam that we had mm. and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of loose the way we write, but yeah. But I think it just leads to like an easier songwriting process. Yeah. Than just like trying to take on everything, right. and then like eventually you just get like tunnel vision, yeah, which right. I feel like it probably is uh, what's happening in the phenomenon uh, that you were describing. You know, like uh, not a lot of bands like jamming and uh, reiterating ideas like that. Right. Yeah, I'm. I always like. I I I like. I kind of started. Um, like, I I kind of started Coma Regalia with a with a, like a premise that I wouldn't like do certain things, and then I became so uh, comfortable writing songs in this certain way that like I noticed that a lot of my other songs I'm also writing like it's it's just like I just got one mode for writing songs at some point and I you know I started like once I realized that I was like oh like I should just I should just try to not do that and it feels like after you wrote 200 songs like one way it feels weird but it's like really cool when you sort of like here i mean like you know being that it's like this is a screamo band that is a screamo band like um like y'all can sound as different from coma regalia as possible but we're still under that umbrella right but like so it's like it's cool to hear that like oh like you know this doesn't like this doesn't this isn't weird you know what i mean like as in like if i did that if i was like Oh, and then I'm gonna go back to this one part, and I'm gonna sing the same thing again. Like I'd be like, "Oh, that feels weird." Like, <laughs> but you're like, "It's not weird. That's just what people do." <laughs> like, you know, exactly. like some people do that this way, and some people do that that way. Like, why? Right. You know, it took me 200 songs to realize, like, oh yeah, like that wasn't always a thing. Like, you know, um, I used to not write songs like that too, but uh, mm. yeah, it's. Um, I definitely like are are either of y'all um very into um ink and dagger? 
Uh-uh. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, de- I definitely, I mean, if, if that falls in that that um, Indian summer heroin, like, mm-hmm. into that general, like, sound as well. But Ink and Dagger were, like, um, some, some of the, the way that the vocals and the guitar interact definitely reminded me a lot of Ink and Dagger. And I think that's one of the highest compliments that someone could could pay pay a band they just well, were yeah they, y'all definitely check out that uh that will. seven inch if nothing else it's like okay. um drive i can't i can never uh quote the title of it but it's like a stake through my philadelphia heart or something like that. it's something okay. about a stake through philadelphia um <laughs> it's easily one of top five seven inches of all time as far as screamo goes but um yeah, yeah, I'll check it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, um, so like what made this band different as far as like, you know, when you two were playing before and it didn't really go anywhere, what made this band different as far as like, you're like, wow, we have some songs now, we got to like get these on tape and let's like start doing some shows, Let's let's like, really make a go of this band in particular probably because there was like more of a direction when like we started the right. thing because like because like yeah like because you, you uh you would send me um like a playlist of uh-huh. like just a few songs that uh just to, to kind of flesh out the general direction right. anyway it was like drive like they yeah. and Sasha and all Refused that was uh, there too. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, um so and there was that, and then there was, you know, um, and, uh, yeah, I guess, like, you were you were coming to the practices with, like, riff ideas. And, uh-huh. um, and I feel like my, my general songwriting abilities have increased since when we were just fucking around yeah. jamming. So, like, yeah, for sure. It's a lot. Like, back then, we'd be jamming, we'd hear something that's cool, and we'd just repeat that riff for four minutes or something. Uh-huh, and, like, no one would really, <laughs> right. like, uh, explore it. And no one, wanted to, no one wanted to sing or make lyrics or any, back then, so I, so nothing it was just a weird ever went anywhere. But yeah. I definitely think that, yeah, that because I, I, I'd sent to Carter as well, like, the, the same playlist, I believe, that was just some, some songs that <clears throat> I wanted to try and follow the vein of you know like just that energy and yeah yeah that's just a, that probably helped a lot yeah just like d- sort of point point you in the right direction and yeah. and sort of see see where that goes um but like as when y'all started getting a couple of like finished songs was that like that was the the catalyst that was like Okay, like we we may have something here. Like, let's try to take this as far as we can. Yeah, let's go play some shows. Yeah, yeah like I mean that I kind of that was kind of my goal from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I never, I've never wanted to just be in a band that just like plays in the garage every mm-hmm. at, at once every couple months. You know, like I wanted, I've always wanted to do something with it. So that that um. Yeah. Yeah, that was always a part of the plan. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes.
younger and you were learning like how to play your instrument and imagining being in bands was there like some idea like like was there a band that you saw that you're like that that's what's up like some band playing like big big shows or like was there any of that or was it more like once you started seeing how DIY shows worked and just realizing that like this is something you could approach like was yeah, there like I, a fantasy beforehand or was it yeah, not until yeah. later i think so like i know i know that, like for me is like definitely when i was younger it was like i was envisioned like big fucking stadiums and fucking <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. lights shining on me and i'm you know sure. looking like looking like motley crew <laughs> like you know just like sure. <laughs> Yeah, the floating drum kit and yeah. yeah, you know, just like you know, <laughs> extravagant shit. Yeah, but, but I, then, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say, but then, uh, you know, there's there's just something there's just something special about like the, you know the DIY the DIY you know like uh plan plan on the floor surrounded by you know uh, uh, a bunch of sweaty locals who are just like moshing and punching each other like you know like <laughs> it's 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 definitely it's a different different vibe for sure but uh, yeah but personally i whatever i was into i like i just think that was the coolest shit ever so like like i said i big into arctic monkeys so i wanted to be in the arctic monkeys and i got into the white stripes and i wanted to be in the white stripes <laughs> and then yeah tool radiohead and then the the real like breaking point for me was at the drive-in like because for years i Still do, but since I found that shit, I just like worship um, them. Because um, I mean, I love Mars, the Mars Volta too, but there's did, just something about the energy of At the Drive In that. Just did you really ever see cool. them play? No, no. I I would have been unborn in the un, in their original <laughs> days, but right. on their reunion, I I had not even. Um, listen to them i don't think in like 2018 when they did their reunion tour and that new album i saw them play in front of like 50 something people Jeez. where is it? when and where oh it was a long time ago yeah, yeah. um it was in uh it was i want to say it was in like champaign illinois okay um, friend over there it was like a i don't know how else to describe this place but it was like a buffalo wild wings <laughs> <laughs> like That's it was amazing. it was a, it was a it was a it was like that kind of place right it was a bar that served food all right and um and they the basically they had like sort of like two areas like one area was kind of like up and you use little stairs and you went up there and people were still eating and stuff up there but then the bottom was like 
just a floor that they had like cleared out and they there was a small stage there and the stage was like just like built for the show like it was just this small like i don't know it was like maybe two feet high Uh, and um and and the get up kids played that show as well and um and there was just like nobody there it was a it was like i don't know 2001 2000 ish it was right before they broke yeah well it was before uh you know it was obviously before relationship of command okay um it was like i think maybe like in casino out had just came out so maybe it's been even just like um 98 it had to be like had to be like 99 Mm. so maybe not as like fresh off of i feel like i did hear a song or two from relationship of command as well but like um but that's like i wouldn't have known you know what i mean like right right um i just knew the songs off of in casino out well, yeah, that um, that record is probably like one. Of, it's might be my favorite of all time. It, it is. It's my favorite of theirs for sure. Yeah, and I I th- I like Relationship of Command a lot. Yeah, like, of course. But like I in Casino Out is absolutely my favorite. But yeah, just a wild a wild show and like I've told yeah, this story before. Yeah, were they jumping but, around everywhere? Oh yeah, <laughs> but like there's this one tattoo that um that um Cedric has and um. Uh-huh. And this band called Dahlia Seed used this image like for one of their like LP covers or something. And I never saw the image before that. And I went up to Cedric and I was like, oh, do you like Dahlia Seed? (laughs) And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like he was like he was like seriously what, offended that I what didn't, image or what, what uh, I don't I don't remember what he said like who the image was like but it was like a famous like artist and I I didn't know I was just like you know this is like I've been on the internet for like five minutes you know what I mean I barely knew anything about the internet and like I don't know anything about this art like I'm just some. I'm just some dumb kid, <laughs> like, you know, and, uh, he was like, he was like borderline offended that I didn't know what that was. And like, and, um, he wasn't like outright rude to me, but he was like clearly miffed at yeah. my ignorance. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, um, yeah, I'm just like, cool. I'll take a t-shirt. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, good, good, like just great show, like all around this I bet. Um, I would have killed the seed him back then. Yeah. This other band called um, uh, um, Hot Rod Circuit played, and um, we and this other band called Ultimate Fake Book. And my fake, yeah, fake book. Um, my bands had played with those bands, like in different, like my band played with those bands in Dayton, Ohio, once. Oh wow! In which is. Like that's where I was born, and um, okay. and Ohio gang. Yeah, we never had good shows in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> like it was always, yeah. it was always weird, and and you know, but um, but yeah, it's like it's it's a, uh, I don't know, you know, that's like a long winding story, but uh, yeah, great great band, um, and um, like, it was, you know, some of the most talented people to to sort of like aspire to you know, create like for sure. Um, yeah, like 
Um, so you all started putting the songs together, and then it was just like time to record them. How how did that all um, pan out? Well, it was a bit more of a lengthy process than we probably any of us would have liked it to be to record to record the yeah, songs. Just, yeah, just just yeah. to find the right mm-hmm. place to do it because. Mm-hmm. In Columbus, it's it's kind of strange. There's a lot of like uh, professional studios, I guess. Mm-hmm. That like I, I was wary of, ad. yeah, because one, the they would charge, as Curtis said, up the ass, and then two, I don't, I didn't trust them to write or to produce it the way we were envisioning you know like i wanted it to be loud and noisy and harsh and i I feel like all these people would have been wanting us to get everything perfect and Mm -hmm. all that so it was it was a process i i wanted to find a someone that did it in their basement and that's just about exactly what we did did. um there's this or there's this guy that he's um he actually produced I don't wanna speak out of turn, but I'm pretty sure he produced Body Farm. He recorded them and recorded that all, everything they've done, I'm pretty sure. His name's uh, James Garcia. And he just yeah, he just records in his basement. Super cool dude. We were we, we had been like friends even before that. I knew he recorded stuff, so it was and it was exactly what I was looking for, like someone we could vibe with and just hang out and talk with. And then also, you know, record the music. So that, that, and that took a while for me to find the right person. But once that happened, we went in the studio and banged out most of this, every song instrumentally. Because I also wanted to keep everything live, which is another at the drive in. Um, point of inspiration i suppose because i had read that they recorded in casino out live so i was like oh shit we got to try that and um i think it really does help maintain a lot of the energy uh, as keeps it from like feeling robotic and stuff like that but yeah we finished the recording in like two days and then it was out when it was and then we let them mix and master and then it was out within the week yeah, that's awesome. I, so it was mostly just the like finding the right person where, where yeah, you were saying yeah. that that. But took once longer. we got in, yeah, yeah, it was kind of kind of in and in and done. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And like, as far as like um, playing shows and stuff, have you all just been mostly playing like semi locally, or or have you been out like on any you know tours like further away or anything? We haven't, um, we, yeah, we mostly just play Columbus, um, shows, but we, we've played out of state once we played in Detroit at, um, I'm not sure if you know, um, OGR, Oliver Glenn Records is a super cool DIY label up, um, in Michigan and they put on this little event a few months ago. That was our first time out of state with the band, but we are planning a tour with Midling later this year, so that is very exciting. Awesome. When is that looking to be? Um, late October. 
late October. Yeah, so I mean, if um, where where are you planning to head? Um, Detroit again, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, um, Des Moines, Chicago, and Indiana. And I also just wanted to say, um, I'm not sure if you heard, but there's a, a shooting at a house venue in Minneapolis recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe it was called the Nudie Land or something. I just, yeah, that shit is awful. And I, you know, shit, shit like that is, I mean, obviously it goes against everything the scene stands for. And it's just, it's awful to see that. I just wanted to mention that. And Yeah. I have some, friends that that um were pretty affected by that some friends that yeah knew knew a lot of the people personally some people who who um don't live in minneapolis anymore but but used like grew up there and right. you know used to live there until not so recently but um yeah it's i don't know i'm it's um it's it's terrible i don't there's like I, I feel like that was a, like, the, the, between a lot of the stuff that was happening on, like, Reddit a couple years ago where people were, like, sending fire, um, fire marshals to venues and stuff trying to get them shut down. And, oh like, I feel like sometimes, you know, um, like what we all really need like our spaces to be able to do our things. And we've like, we like, it's so important for us to have those like sort of safe havens where we can like be together and talk about the things that are important to us. And it's always, I'm always like, like seeing things online that are very scary and threatening to our spaces and and this is like a <clears throat> it was a real eye opener as far as like you know like what what it's going to take for us to to be able to keep doing this and keep each other safe yeah. you know going forward where everyone can get everyone's information <coughs> excuse me yeah, at, the, at the drop of scary. a hat but it's scary yeah. but <clears throat> um but yeah i just uh before you know, we went on that, um, like, I just wanted to, like, if you had an idea where you were trying to go, you know, like, if, if people from those areas are listening, then, then hit y'all up and, you know, make it easy for y'all to come and, and play for them. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, for sure. but yeah, uh, as far as like, you know, so you said you, you're going to be working on a split with middling and then yeah. like, I'm, I'm guessing that'll probably see see the light of day sometime around that tour and yes um, I, I hope i hope we can have it um out by then but no promises but that's that's the goal yeah i mean you know um it, you never know what you know what can happen um we're all we're all artists so like even if uh we have the best intentions sometimes things just get away from us um yeah, sure. but yeah um what else have y'all like what else is coming up in the future that y'all might want to tell folks to be on the lookout for 
I mean, mainly, mainly just the tour we're really excited for. Um, we just got everything just got confirmed today. We we're playing <clears throat> this little festival in uh, Philly at the end of the year with a bunch of great bands. Like it's fucking nuts, actually. You got we got In Loving Memories playing, Ulf, Catalyst, Widow Dust. Um, oh, is that the Dilly Dally? Yeah, Dilly. Yep. Is that what it's called, Dilly Dally Fest? Yep. <clears throat> and we are we are and middling. We're playing with middling there then too. And we we are just hundreds of AU incredibly. Yep. Yeah. And we're just so ex- excited and honored even to be playing with some of these bands. It's it's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's but then also we, yeah, for sure. Um, we also got some tapes coming soon. Probably by the end of September, I want to say those will be available and that's that's just our album is that oliver glenn that did those or yep yep okay very cool um yeah that's that's awesome i i wasn't sure if there was tapes that were already made or if that was something that was still about to happen but um yeah we're working on it it was it was tough to find someone to uh do like the j card layout and stuff i i attempted to do to do it myself but it was bit over my head so yeah i sometimes i don't know like sometimes i wish that i i could just be like somebody else do all this stuff but i (laughs) can't afford to pay people so i do i do do it myself (laughs) um but yeah it's um yeah it's really exciting to like you know i like i finally like when I found out, like, okay, um, I'm going to end up chatting with these folks. Like, I better go ahead and listen to this. And, like, I'm really I'm really glad I did because, yeah, like like I said, um, I mean, people will have already heard, you know, at least the, the clips throughout the show at this point. But um, it's really cool, like, to hear this, like, really, like, sort of authentic, like, mid-'90s style screamo, like, is still um alive and alive and well you know um it's not just like bands that are coming back from those times right. that, are, that are doing it. which is pretty crazy that a lot of those bands are coming back I, if indian summer came back i, I think i could die happy <laughs> if they if they did a reunion tour or a show or something yeah i don't i mean it's it's um it's wild like i was thinking about that i was thinking about like you know it's it must be wild when like it's like i was in a band in the in like 1998 as well like but nobody knows this band it's just like we're not one of those bands you know but um but like um i mean number one that band would like there's that band we would never I would never play another show with um some of <laughs> okay. those people again that's just yeah, <laughs> that's there's one of them I guess I, I would never play a show with one of those people again let's just put it that yeah, way yeah. but um but everybody else I still love I would play with them again but um like I was thinking like you know it's wild like so back back then and you would show up and you play for like a very small amount of people some of the bands back then like they were playing for a lot more people and 
So I don't know that it's going to be that much different from <laughs> for them then as opposed to now. It's so that's kind of that's kind of weird, but like in a lot of circumstances you're like, okay, so we busted our ass and we played to like nobody and then say your band is really popular 20 years later and you come back and all of a sudden you're like holy shit people give a shit about this like that would be so cool that'd be like extremely validating you know and i was like um like at this point if i was in a band and then 20 years later like people decided, hey, this band is actually really good. Like, I'm I'm too old at that point. <laughs> right. Like, 20 years from now, I'm too old. So either like Comer Galia now or just, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you missed your chance. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, didn't, you know, you can like it later, but just, like, don't worry about it. You know, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool to, like, Especially like y'all are gonna play within loving memory and like I, um like I I've known Tanner from that band for like he he plays drums or is he the singer? Uh I think he's the one of the guitar players. Okay. Yeah. Um and I and um and he used to be in a band and we played with them often called The Examination of the Okay the, then Ellipsis, you know? Examination of the dot dot dot. And right. um and they played like we played with them often enough that like I was like you like I made an honorary award. I was like Tanner Olson, hardest rocker of nineteen ninety nine or whatever <laughs> year it was that we kept playing with them. And yeah. um it's really cool to like be like, okay, like I know that like you know, there was those shows that we played together where there was like 14 people. It's like awesome that you're going to go and like play these songs that you wrote like that. Like people cared about them then. I'm not trying to right. imply no, that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like now it's like people know the songs and they're dying right. to hear you play them. And like yeah. it's really cool to see that, you know, and like. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, I went to see recently. I saw I saw a City of Caterpillar and um in Pittsburgh at the Mr. Roboto project. Well, that's awesome. That was that was one of the my favorite shows I've been to. I was like front row screaming that shit. Yep. That was Yeah, I've I've never seen City of Caterpillar. That 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 would be amazing. I um I saw a lot, you know, a lot of bands from then like in their time and, and that uh that's one of them that I never did and that's too bad. Mm-hmm. But um well, that, that's also another band that was pretty influential when we were mm-hmm. starting the starting this project as well city of caterpillar no for sure that self-titled lp like that was <laughs> a i mean that and as the roots undo by circle takes the square coming out like in this little window of time like those two albums like just <laughs> being like just like blowing the doors off of like what you could do with screaming music like, right it was just like we already had bands like uh, Reversal of Man and stuff like that that were like being like, hey, this is how pissed off you can sound. Right. And then you had bands like Circle Takes a Square and City of Caterpillar being like, yeah, but this is like how well you can play your instruments while you do it. 
you <laughs> right. know? And so yeah. it was like a culmination of those two worlds, you know, and just being like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, um, like I'm, you know, I could fill two more hours with um, pontificating about like y- the importance of some of those bands to me personally. Sure. But, um, but like, uh, you know, it, it's been really cool chatting with you too. And um, yeah, cool. like, thanks for reaching out. I'm so glad that we got the chance to touch base and, and everything. Yeah, um, is there anything else that y'all wanted to like mention before we take off or? Um, shout out Midling. Shout out Midling. Listen to Midling. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Come see us on tour with, with Midling. <laughs> <laughs> And that was my conversation with Hunter and Curtis from Pickpocket. Thank you so much for chatting with me, you two. And thanks to all of y'all for listening. Until next time, take care and do good things.